Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Divisional Weekend is here. We put in a phone call to the man who has his finger on the pulse of the NFL more than anyone Long else distance. we know. Well, our, our good friend from across the pond, uh, German NFL expert, Fabian Suma. Uh, welcome back to the Deep Dive, Mr. Suma. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me back. Glad to be back. Absolutely. So uh, this three-man pod, uh, all three of us have been um, diligently handicapping the NFL this whole season. Three uh, respectable records, both in terms of closing line value, which we think matters more, uh, but also in terms of actual performance. Uh, what do we think of this wild? I mean, of this uh, of this playoff so far? Suma, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll give you the floor first. Uh, what was your any key takeaways from Wild Card Weekend? Anything you thought was especially important from uh, a lessons looking forward standpoint? Yeah, my biggest lesson was absolutely that coaching and experience matters. Um, especially at quarterback, um, for instance, Chargers Ravens game. Um, the, the Chargers simply outcoached the Ravens with their defense. And Philip Rivers, despite um, the Ravens defense playing really well, he did just enough to uh, to win this game. He recognized every each blitz, um, each defensive front, made so many audibles, so many new alignments while on the play. Um, and that pretty much made the difference. Um, same goes for Andrew Luck and Frank Reich. They completely outcoached the Texans, in my opinion. Um, then Cowboys, Seahawks. Um, I think um, it's not that the Cowboys outcoached the Seahawks, but uh, Brian Scott Neimer just coached himself out of the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and in the in the last one, I think um, it wasn't just Nick Foles' magic. But it was also the fact that the Bears only scored six offensive points at home, and um, Peterson and Foles simply made all the all the big plays that mattered. And um, you just saw the experience and the coaching for the Eagles, and that was pretty much also the differ- difference. People say, "Oh, Cody Parkey missed uh, the field goal in the end," but that guy made more points than the whole offense. So um, I think <laughs> yes, it's it's fair true. to say, yeah. <laughs> So it's fair to say the Eagles um, somehow earned that win just because they made more big plays. Yeah, fair enough. Um, You bring up some interesting points, and I can remember from years and years of handicapping the NFL that wild card weekend really is about coaching and quarterback, especially quarterback experience. Uh, And sure enough, not only did all three debutante quarterbacks not cover their spreads at home, but they lost outright and they are out of the playoffs. That is pretty amazing. And um, and believe it or not, we have another debutante uh, this week in Kansas City at home as a favorite. This is going to be a fantastic handicap here. There are so many narratives at play. It's kind of a choose-your-own-narrative kind of a game. Uh, let's not dive into it just yet because there's so much else going on. Um, I guess I'll put you on the spot, Suma. Do all four teams remaining? Uh, I mean, all I guess all four teams in the AFC and both home teams in the NFC, all six teams have a legit shot to win the Super Bowl? Yes, I think so. Um, in the AFC, I can make a case for every team making the Super Bowl and winning it. And yeah, in the NFC, I I just believe that at some point, the Nick Foles magic just got to run out of gas. 
and I don't see the Cowboys making the distance. So, yeah, I, I would agree that um, it pretty much comes down to those six teams. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andy, any surprise from, you know, we, we, we go back a long way, handicapping football. Uh, any And the, the tried and true angles that pop this weekend are always the home teams. The home teams, home field yeah. advantage matters in the playoffs. Uh, home field advantage is um, generally under accounted for by the bookmakers in the opening lines is kind of the rule of thumb when you handicap divisional weekend. All of these teams had buys. All of these teams, you know, not only got a week to get healthy, uh, but they, you know, got to position themselves specifically for this uh, game. Uh, and lo and behold, you have a dome team going out to, into the cold weather. You got an LA team heading up to the cold weather. You got a, uh, a team that, uh, you know, that has tons of injuries on, uh, on defense heading into the brutal Superdome. Uh, and you have, uh, I guess the Rams don't have a huge home field advantage in the Coliseum, but you know, it, it's uh, if you get this uh, East coast ish central time zone team heading West playing at night, like, this you would have thought with these matchups that we would have seen lots of action in the direction of the homies. Uh, yet all four dogs, oh, all four road dogs have taken uh, action, and the line has moved in the direction of the dog in all four of these games. Can you explain this? Yeah, where 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 are the people that come out of the woodwork every year because? Unless he gets injured, the which doesn't happen, he's a coach. I, I don't see that there, there's probably never been a year where there wasn't a oh, Andy Reid off a bye, you know, he's oh, off yeah. a bye this week. We all get a bet on him. Like, really, I mean, just the the media I've taken in and the shit I've seen on Twitter, I haven't seen that get pressed. Usually, that's a dead horse by like Tuesday, it's, it's been beaten so hard. But nobody's really talking. It's it, it scares me because I like the Colts, but nobody's talking about uh, the Andy Reid off a of bye, home field, dome team having to go outside and play in the elements. Like, you know, a historic offense, pretty much. So it is it is a little odd. The just and I don't know if you could actually put numbers to this because some of it is a little subjective. But public dogs, woof, they don't. Uh, they don't do good, so that makes me nervous for them. But I mean, the same thing goes for for the other matchup in the AFC. There's a ton of Chargers support. When historically, you just you you go to the divisional round and lose when you play Bill and Tom. That's that's an issue. And I guess yeah. I guess the support for the support for the Eagles is probably just the number was pretty big. I mean, some people probably took it, maybe coming wanting to come back at seven or seven and a half. Because if I feel like maybe that was a bit of a numbers grab for people that grab the Eagles, because I don't know if like you're maybe a lot of the public betters are betting on the Eagles immediately after the game, and a lot of that you figures professional money or or you know posturing or what have you to move the line a little off the openers. And then I guess I really am just I've been so disinterested in the fourth game. I haven't even really watched the line movement on this on the side. I've watched the total a little, but has there been has there been Cowboys money? Yeah. Yeah. This is uh it's, it's yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean that's a that's a theme we've seen for thirty years in every one of their games. People like to bet on the Cowboys. They're America's team, baby. Yeah. You know, it's not always gonna move to the the Cowboys side, but I think 
I think bookmakers, obviously bookmakers know this, but uh, I mean, the Cowboys are a publicly backed team. They have a lot of fans. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe, maybe you know, like I just yeah. said about the public not betting a week earlier, but uh, maybe, right, maybe right. that was another another one too, where they the it was a bigger number and people wanted to get out ahead of it before it dipped down below a key. Yeah, that could be. Um, it hasn't really moved off seven and a half, but you aren't getting quite the payoff you were to back the Rams in seven and a half that you were on the opener at Pinnacle. So a little bit of Cowboys money. Uh, you yeah. make some good points also about sort of the media narratives and the storytelling and the, the popular kind of content that's been out there about the playoffs this week. I haven't really seen anything talking about how important a buy is, how important being at home is. Uh, and you know, and it's even, it ought to be compounded this week because both Indianapolis, Los Angeles chargers and the Philadelphia Eagles, not only are they on the road for the second straight week, they all played on the road week 17. So this is their third consecutive week traveling and they're all playing teams off of a bye. That is a horrific, horrific spot to be in. Uh, and it, it, I just, I can't really wrap my head around the way that these markets are shaping these numbers. It's totally surprising. Uh, and, um, it's making me interested in trying to grab some free points on these home, you know, home, home, uh, homies. But, uh, you know, there's a trend that has gotten a ton of retweets coverage. Everyone's kind of knows this probably by now, but underdogs in the playoffs in the NFL are on a historic tear. What is it? 15 and one in the last 16 games, Suma? Yeah. Something like this. Do you um, have any, any thoughts on how that's possible? No. <laughs> 15 and one is ridiculous. This is, yeah, I mean, are we thinking, ridiculous. are we thinking it's predictive or is it, are we looking for the regression now? I, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I think that there's going to be some regression this week just because there's free points on so many of these home teams. Uh, but, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's predictive at all. If it speaks to anything, it just speaks to the ultimate goal of the NFL having parity maybe is finally a little bit coming to fruition in the playoffs. Uh, and you know, all of these diet dogs are, are live. Um, but it's, it's been surprising 15 and one over 16 game streak of, of underdogs in the playoffs is crazy. It almost certainly has to be influencing the market at this point so that there's free points to back some of these home teams. Um, but, uh, I don't know. Would you think there's any signal in this at all, Suma, or is this totally noise? Um, right now I would say it's totally noise. It's, it's just, it's just a, just another trend, another streak. Um, but I want to make a case for this week. Um, um, yeah, we, we are seeing money coming in on all the underdogs, but I would make the case that I don't remember any divisional round where we had three such good road teams for for instance we have the philadelphia eagles current super bowl champions we have the LA chargers who would have home field advantage this week if they didn't blow didn't blow um a stupid game against the broncos they went 12 and 4 oh, the denver game um, yeah and the colts just just imagine if andrew luck didn't have his uh, shoulder issues and his low average depth of target in during the first couple of weeks so now the colts would probably have a bye week so um, I think we are just looking at three pretty damn good teams who all could have made, or at least Charters and Colts could have a, could have had a bye week um, if that she if their season um, um, 
yeah, moves yeah, a different had, right. If it had um, broken just a little differently here or there, we could yeah, be talking yeah. about they're clearly the better teams. Okay, that's a fair point. Um, okay. Uh I guess before we dive into these games, just because Suma, you have your finger so much on the pulse of the NFL overall, and there's just news flying left and right now about some of the new coaching hires among the league. Do you have any uh I guess of the hires so far, can you power rank for me what you think some of the better uh hires were and some of the worst hires? Uh, tough to say, but initially I would say uh, the best hire was that the Browns stick to Freddie Kitchens. Um, I saw a tweet today. I don't know. I think it was from anyone from Football Outsiders. And um, since Freddie Kitchens took over the offense, so since week 10, the Browns have the number one offense in DVOA. So I think number that's a pretty one? number oh, one in DVOA. So. Oh they also faced some low-key defenses, um, easy schedule, but still number one. After such with such a turnaround is crazy, in my opinion. So I think um, sticking to Freddie Kitchens is the absolute right choice. Um, then I absolutely like the hire of Bruce Arians to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucks they they have their offense in place. Um, Arians is a great hire, a great fit for this offense uh, downfield. A downfield passing attack with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, OJ Howard, etc. I think it's a pretty good hire. Um, now, if they can get a, a good defensive coordinator and do some damage in the draft, I think the, the Bucks would be my early candidate for most improved team. And I can definitely see them um, making the playoffs if they make the right moves from now to late April for sure. Mm, okay. Uh, what do you want your Jets to do? I would love uh, them to hire Todd Monken. Um, I think right now it's the best option uh, because he's got the OC experience. He got, he's got the um, head coach experience. Um, his background is a passing game coordinator. He's an aggressive and explosive play caller. He has experience um, with college concepts. So I think for this offense, for Sam Donald and his development, um, Todd Monken would be the absolute best choice. I support that. Andy, speaking of power ranking, uh, let's dive into these games. Give me your power rank of uh, entertaining games from uh, number four to number one of the games this weekend. I want to throw in the Cardinals make the playoffs next year. Oh, you're a Cliff Kingsbury fan. That I just like, I I just like, I like Rosen. Dude, still like NFC Rose West team. is so that- flipping tough. I agree that Seattle does not go back to the playoffs next year. In fact, I think Seattle is in for some tough times coming down, this, you know, coming up uh, in the future there. But uh, makes the playoffs is going to be tough. No, I don't think I don't think they can pass the Rams, but yeah, they're not going to pass the Rams. But I think Cardinals will be next year's Bears. Mm, wow, they, they well, that's a division winner, but just a team that. Maybe at a lower ceiling that is in the discussion for a, a wild card. They might not make yeah. it, but I think that they'll be a lot better with some offensive pieces. So, what was your question about power ranking? I well, I mean, stuff. you know, just just beside the point, I've always known you had uh, had a soft spot for quarterbacks that are, I mean, you know, and uh, head coaches that are easy on the eyes. So it doesn't surprise me. That oh yeah, things very oh, no, they're good looking uh, dudes. Okay, so oh, uh, yeah, no, like uh, from four to one, what do you think the most entertaining uh, games are this weekend? Like, let's say. Let's say like I have to dedicate four or five hours to doing something for the family uh, and I can't watch one of these games. Which one are you putting at the bottom of the list and, and which one is absolutely can't miss? 
Well, power power ranked divorce attorneys and Jesus, <laughs> now you know, let's watch the playoffs. That's a problem. Uh, number number four with a ball. Like the four and four and one are so easy for me on this. The Rams game, the Rams Cowboys game, just not interested in. I don't know why. Like the Rams have just been off my radar completely. Like we kind of talked about this earlier. How like maybe what week six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Like we were just giving the NFC to the Rams, probably your Super Bowl winners. Their odds had to be crazy low. I think they probably bottomed out around what. Three to one to win the Super Bowl at certain yeah, points when they're like under, undefeated. Just was, under three to one. Super, yeah. Yeah. Probably around three to one. There was a point where they were just your presumptive NFC champions. And boy, they, the, the late, I don't even know if it was that much of a swoon, I guess. They're still a really good team, especially offensively. But that game, I'm just, I'm not excited. I think, uh, I think Dallas is pretty overmatched. I don't think it's going to be competitive. I don't think I'm excited to watch it. Three and I mean it's it's like a two way tie then the pay, the Patriots game and the uh, Jets game. In fact, I'm giving the AFC the top two spots. Number three has got to be the the NFC game. I think it might just be two non competitive games. The Eagles injuries just this is a this is a way different beast. Like the Eagles, granted, it's a tougher defense, but they didn't score a ton of points either. It's not like you know this Nick Foles magic was him marching up and down the field. He threw some picks. I, I don't think the I don't think New Orleans defense is that bad either, but the, the secondary for the Eagles, that's gonna look so bad. It's gonna be such a big problem against Breeze with all the all the different receiving weapons. We talked about that, how Thomas gets such a big bulk of the of the targets and whatnot, but there's there's like ten other guys that have double digit targets. Like there's there's they go way down the depth charts as far as who they throw to. There's a ton of guys that can catch balls. And then, man, the AFC games, I'm so pumped for. I'm just, I'm an NFC guy too. That's, it's different, but uh, I'm really excited to see if uh, Phillip Rivers can get over that hump, get himself into a Super Bowl. This is a, he's got a tough road to hold, but uh, I'm really jacked to see that because I think it'll be funny too for the poor Boston fans to finally experience some heartbreak. That'll be nice. And and also I have futures. I'd love the Chargers to move on. I think that'll be a really good game. You've got uh, would we say it wasn't the biggest coaching mismatch? Is that what I went with? It was only second biggest, but that is going to be a problem. The the coaching mismatch there. Pump for it. Uh, pump to see Anthony Lynn make some redemption. Maybe not look like such an idiot this week. And uh, obviously number one is going to be shootout in Missouri. That's I mean that one. You don't even have to say why that's exciting. Like that's it's got a total that's ticking towards sixty, and you've got two very exciting quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm pumped for well, that. Interestingly, be, hopefully enough, that's a pinball. It's a pinball match. You want to know something interesting? Uh, the way you power rank those four Dallas, uh, sorry, four four Rams, three Saints, two New England, number one KC. That's actually the same order of uh, number of tickets bet on these games to this point. That's kind of interesting. Um, so the market agrees. Uh, Casey and of course Casey ending being the first game, so many people just kind of bet and then roll over their bets for the week. So that's part of the reason that that's the most bet game. But I agree with you. That should be the most interesting. Let's dive right into that one, huh? Um, this again, I said it in the intro. This game, this is like a like a, you know back in the day you used to pull the uh, you know go to the library as a as a kid, pull up the choose your own adventure book. Uh, and 
this, I love the choose your own adventure books. This is a choose your own adventure handicap. Um, oh, there are, <laughs> I know I definitely did find the best finale and then work your way backwards. Uh, this is 100% choose your, choose your own narrative. Um, Andrew Luck and the Colts, Frank Reich as the coach, this team is extremely hot. They are going, uh, on the road for the third straight week though this is tough tough travel schedule for them um i guess not really i should i should rephrase that it's not a tough travel schedule because they went from indy to tennessee indy to houston now indy to kc um but still every game was an elimination game uh this obviously no different being the playoffs um and they go up against a young pat mahomes who has never started a playoff game before they go up against andy Reid as a head coach who has had an extremely difficult time throughout his career managing playoff games, specifically managing the clock in playoff games. Add to all this, you got Indianapolis as their dome team outdoors. It's going to be about 34 degrees and overcast on uh, on Saturday with some yeah. media, medium winds, nothing to be real scared about. Um, but uh, you have your clearly your, your, your best offense going up against what is perceived now in Indianapolis to be a particularly, you know, an up-and-coming uh, good defensive team. Uh, flip the script in Indianapolis should absolutely have opportunities to make yards and points against this KC defense, which is extremely vulnerable. Um, I'll throw up to Suma first. Uh, we saw this open at minus six, got bet in the direction of Indy pretty hard, and then back in the direction of KC sitting right now at minus five. If you wanted to bet it at Pinnacle, you're paying a juice of minus 112 on minus five. Uh, and it's total. Opened it around 54, got bet up pretty quickly. Pinnacle opened it at 56 and a half, sitting right now at 57. Uh, Suma, are there angles that appeal to you to get involved in this game financially? Um, first of all, I'm going to tell you where I'm not going to get involved, and this will be the spread. Um, I see a lot of tweets and a lot of guys saying that this Chiefs line is too short. And from power number perspective, I, I tend to agree. Uh, my number is minus six and a half. Um, but I don't always have to bet a number just because it's a little bit off. Um, because I think at this point right now, I, I personally don't want to fade this Colts offense. Going on the road, okay, a dome team in bad weather, uh, and the read of, of a bye week, Pat Mahomes, Arrowhead. I get that, but... Um, as Michael Lombardi always says, uh, good offensive lines travel well, and you got a top five quarterback right now who played on an MVP level during the last 11 weeks. Um, and right now, even at minus five, I don't want to fade this Colts team. I would rather lean um, Colts plus five because when I look at all those close games by the Chiefs, or let's let's just take uh, take a look at their losses. Um, they lost against the Chargers, the Patriots, uh, the Rams, and the Seahawks. What what do all these uh, five four teams have in common? They have a top ten offense uh, because the Chiefs' defense is so so bad they can't stop anybody on offense. And every time they face um, a, another high powering offense, they they had a close game or they lost in the end. So um, I have tremendous respect for Andrew Luck and Frank Reich. Here, but um, what I will come down to is the over in this game. 
um, either the final game over or calls team total over because it's going going to be in the 26 range, I guess. Um, here are some numbers. Um, the Colts defense ranks 10th in DVOA, 20th against the pass and 4th against the run. Um, those numbers look pretty decent and they, I think they are way ahead of schedule in terms of their rebuild, defensive rebuild. But they played the easiest schedule in the league and they faced only one top 10 offense that was uh, New England in week five, I guess. Um, and since then, the best, best offense they faced were the Giants and they gave up 27 points at home. Um, now they will be without a starting a strong safety, Mike Mitchell. Uh, free safety, Malik Hooker is in a rocking boot. And um, the Colts offense uh, defense also plays a lot of zone coverage, one of the most zone heaviest teams in the league and Patrick Mahomes hasn't thrown an interception against a zone-heavy defense this year. I think 14, 14 touchdowns and zero interceptions. He's, he was just picking apart um, these zone defenses all week, all, all year long. Um, and on the flip side, um, the the KC defense is just bad. Um, sin, since week 10, they rank 32nd on third down conversions against the pass, um, 30th against uh, passes on third and five plus. And they rank uh, uh, dead last in rush DVOA. So I just don't see how either defense is going to get the opposing offense off the, off the field. Um, both both offenses rank uh, top five in um, pass rate on early downs during the first half. They like to attack their opponents early and often. And they like to score early. And um, I just think these, these both offenses will... Will get after them all all game long, um, so my leans and probably also my plays are going to be some form of the over, either the final game and course team total over, maybe both. And um, if there is a prop bet for the for total punts, um, no matter the line, I would probably take the under. Oh gosh, I love it! Uh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I love it! Uh, Andy, we already know from Sunday's pod you're on the over. Um, and I'll give you a chance to yeah. say to everything us, he said and more. It's yeah, it's, okay. yeah okay. great points for the over. Yeah, uh, yeah, one hundred percent. That's the handicap on the game that makes the most sense to me as well. Uh, I also am not getting involved in the side here, uh, even though there are so freaking many things that are pointing me in the direction of the Colts. I cannot put more money down on this team. I have huge exposure on them to win the AFC and the Super Bowl. Uh, I just have to ride this out. And we we talked about it last week, Andy. We, we knew that if the Colts were one, that they would come to KC. I leveled out a ton of my payout on some KC AFC futures here because I, I think that the winner of this game has an you know, a, a, a extremely good chance to uh, to go to the Super Bowl. Um, but let me go do a little true-false with you real quick. Uh, offensive, Andy, true or false, offensive line. Uh, travels well, a good offensive line travels well. Oh, yeah, even even just on the road, if you want to look at the Colts' stats, like Andrew Luck has been sacked at a historically low rate. It's been it's been great. I think he's been sacked like twice in the past four games. Incredible. And that, I mean, you just have you have to give him a sack at some point, I guess. But yeah, is at, there is there any at, part away? They're giving up like a sack per game in their away games. That's is there crazy. A, True or false, is there any part of the, you know, true or false, there's nothing about the Kansas City defense that scares you besides their pass rush? 
Yeah, the pass rushes, yeah, pass rush. That's true. Pass rush is the only scary part. If you can neutralize that with a good line, I think you're in pretty good shape to leave your punter and leave the punter in Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, true or false to Suma? Uh, Andrew Luck is your prototypical dome quarterback that's not going to look as good when he's outdoors. Um. I know that you will provide us some some good numbers for it. Um, I gotta say, yeah, he's a dome quarterback, and he might not have many road wins um, or many cold weather wins. Um, but I think this is this is also the first year he has a an NFL offensive line and an NFL coach. So. Um, I wouldn't put too much stock into that narrative that um, this dome team is going to play bad on the road or this offense isn't going to score many points on the road in cold weather. Um, I think if you have a great offensive line, you can play everywhere. Um, I don't have numbers to to support my claim, but um, I think I, I just wouldn't um, overrate this uh, those numbers or those narratives. Okay, well then, then I, I agree with you. I think that that we could debunk that pretty handily. Uh, I think Andrew Luck is um, an extremely capable quarterback outside of the dome. He's not in any way, shape, or form your typical Drew Brees, Peyton Manning plays well in the dome. Plays you know his splits, Peyton Manning and Drew Brees' splits home and 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 road are pretty appalling, especially when you add cold weather to the mix. Um, Andrew Luck is much more stable. The uh, but let me ask you another true or false, Suma. Um, True or false, Indianapolis's approach to winning this game is going to feature the rushing attack more than the passing attack. Um, in the fourth quarter when they have a two-touchdown lead. <laughs> if it goes back and forth, though, would you expect um, them to lean more on the rush? Because, I mean, we, we saw, the, the, the to a degree, the Patriots put the blueprint together for how you beat the the chiefs and the seahawks copied it um the the chargers beat the chiefs in a completely different way but the seahawks and the patriots beat the chiefs the same way um and that was effectively just running it down their damn throat uh and we see an offensive line is a strength the offensive line is a great pass blocking unit for indianapolis but we saw last week they can run block to save you know to 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 their heart's content as well um, Marlon Mack has a little bit of heat and Hines is a nice mix, you know, change of pace back. Uh, why not? If you're in Indianapolis, just lean on your ground game here and play keep away from Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Because even if they are going to have a, a good run game on Sunday, on Saturday, they will still be more effective uh, through the air. And, um, Frank Reich made a good point today. He said, um, they want to run the ball. They don't want to see Pat Mahomes on the field. But the number one priority is scoring scoring points. And um, I think that's what we are going to see. Indianapolis has a 60% pass rate on early downs over the whole season uh, during the first half. And um, they, will, they will pretty much utilize their run game. There's no doubt about it. But um, I think they are still interested in, in taking shot plays and um, just getting points on the board. Because um, the game you just talked about, Patriots versus Chiefs, um, in that game, the Patriots didn't punt and they had zero penalties and they needed to score 43 points to beat <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think the Colts will just do whatever they feel is right um, to beat this defense. And 
Um, whether it's 50% pass in the first half or 60, um, I think they, they will they will pretty much move the ball all game long. Okay. Uh, Andy, let me challenge a little bit here Just on... Uh, to touch ahead, on that too, ahead. I pulled up the splits. Luck, Luck has a winning record on the road. Yeah. Yeah, and so he has and some and some pretty spectacular I, wins as well. He beat Peyton Manning yeah. and company in Denver uh, as an eight-point yeah. dog uh, outright in the playoffs. Uh, he played his ass off in a real cold weather game in Green Bay not long before his injury. Uh, he's he has had some very memorable um, standout performances yeah. on the road in his and career, true. and I would not at all be expecting him to be tight or be inaccurate or be shook. Uh, by the outdoor conditions and the cold weather. And the so, and you, I mean, you expect, I don't know if you'll find, they're probably an outlier, but you're going to find a quarterback splits. They're going to be worse on the road. But I think that probably would be the rule, not the exception. But his, they aren't that much worse. His completion yeah. percentage down like a percent and a half. Like he has he has some pretty good road numbers throughout his career. He, uh, like you said, he isn't going to get shook. Right, right. Uh, there is one thing that could potentially, you know, that's making, I mean, beside, aside from the fact that this is their third straight road game, aside from the fact that the Colts have left a lot out on the field and the Chiefs are rested, is that the Chiefs are a lot healthier. I am looking at this uh, injury report for Indianapolis, and I am seeing some questionable marks next to some extremely important players, namely T.Y. Hilton, Darius Leonard, Malik Hooker, Eric Ebron, uh, this those four players besides Andrew Luck might be the like might be um, three through six in terms of players that I think are important for this game for Indianapolis and they're all a little banged up. Number one for me for Indianapolis is clearly Luck. Number two maybe what uh, Quentin Nelson. Uh, he's really anchored and turned around that line. I think three three for three through six in terms of impactful players are going to be Hilton Leonard Hooker and Ebron and they're all a little banged up. Uh, any of that give you red yeah. flags in and, terms of uh, yeah, outside of speed. hooker. Yeah. Outside of hooker. I think everyone just, it's, it's the end of the year. Everyone's on the injury report. So I don't think I'm too concerned about everyone, but hooker, he might not play, but uh, Ebron Hilton, Hilton's been on the injury report for two months. So he'll be fine. He'll play. Ebron will play. And Leonard, I think uh, he's a gamer. Yeah. Is that, is that an official like that? That's not my official medical prognosis. He's a gamer, <laughs> but I think I think I think all three of those. They're not uh, they're not anything that's going to keep him out of a divisional playoff game. Andrew Luck outdoors has a winning record. Even Jesus, incredible! How are, incredible! I, I don't know if Kansas City should even show up. Well, okay, <laughs> let's 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 try to give let's try to give Kansas City a little shine here because I official prediction. Okay. I predicted it's Kansas not hard. City was yeah. I don't know. Not at all. Not at all. Um, they have the uh, MVP of the league this year in Pat Mahomes at home, rested with two weeks to prepare with Andy Reid, who does especially well off a of bye. Right. Even, you know, and, and how many times have we seen uh, Andy Reid perform well in the divisional round of the playoffs? It's been a lot. Like when Andy Reid has struggled in the playoffs, it's been NFC title games with Philly. It was the wild card. A couple of, uh, of uh, poor performances in wild card rounds in past years with Alex Smith as his quarterback. Uh, who's to say that Andy Reid and the Chiefs, Suma, don't like just blow doors here? Uh, I agree with you. The the spot is pretty much uh, set up brilliantly for them. Uh, Bye week, Arrowhead, Pat Mahomes, um, and I think when we talk about those Colts injuries on the defensive side, um, let's be serious. Um, one or two injuries, more or less. It, 
it won't really matter against Mahomes. Um, I think the Chiefs, um, they will beat this defense comfortably. And to me, it just comes down to um, Who which team last? scores more. <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah. Which, which team scores more, one or two touchdowns more, which has two field goals more. I don't Red know. Red zone efficiency. Yeah. Red zone efficiency will play a major role, in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, like what? I said... Yeah, what would surprise? Get- yeah, what would surprise <laughs> you more? What would surprise you more? The Chiefs uh, or Pat Mahomes uh, looking uh, uncomfortable and not being able to score points in this game, or the Chiefs having like a twenty-one nothing lead at one point? Um, it would surprise me more if the Chiefs blew out the Colts. Okay, okay. Andy, do you think we might see a little uh, first ever playoff start jitters for Pat Mahomes? Yeah, it's like we've talked about a little this week already. He his four losses they're against playoff teams. They're against teams that I mean they. It's hard to say how good they really were. Obviously, the offense was doing amazing things, especially when you compared it to last year. But once they got up against good teams, that defense that just didn't let other teams didn't didn't get other teams off the field. That's a big problem, and they lost a couple different ways. It was the. You know, like like how you said against the Patriots or the Rams, where just the, the those games just they couldn't get they couldn't get a stop ever, and the the defense was just getting gashed. So when when someone can beat you at your own game like that, you're going to be in a tight game. And then against a team with a, a rookie starter, they had a lot of problems too. Granted, it wasn't a loss, but against the Ravens, another playoff team who. You know, how many starts had Lamar had at that point? Three or four at that at the yeah, most. Yeah, I think three. Or I mean, they four, had yeah, a lot four. of trouble with that on defense, and yeah. and when the when the offense can only muster something in the twenties, it's going to be a problem. Hmm. Interesting. And so I think, I, I think also, you can see some of that because he, he had some problems against better teams. Yeah, and I think um, one point that a lot of people on Twitter make is that the Chiefs still have a good pass rush, and when they get a lead, um, the Colts have to pass and um, the, the pass rush will get home. Um, but that scenario only makes sense if the Chiefs truly have a, let's say, two-possession lead late in the game. And for in order to achieve that, their defense has to make all the work um, during the first three quarters. And I'm just not seeing it. Okay. Okay. I think we've explored this pretty well. And I have one last important question for Andy. We've done a lot of podcasts this year. Uh, we've had a lot of guests on and we have some guests that I would consider extremely sharp NFL betters. And we've had conversations on the podcast and the behind the scenes and prepping for podcasts where we have talked about God, I cannot wait to fade the chiefs in this spot. You know what I'm talking about? You know yes. what I'm talking about, yeah. right? And now I look yeah. across the landscape and with some of those same exact people, they are backing the chiefs this week because of the free points. Uh, what has happened to all of us that we gave up drinking the, the Colts Kool-Aid? We just all we all have futures tickets in our pockets that are at such huge numbers that we can just afford uh, we can afford to just sit back and let this game play out, or what? What's happening? And that is such a good point. When you're in the playoffs, and even even during the regular season, especially the last quarter of the season, it, you know you can say let your handicap. Don't don't let your futures cloud your handicap early in the season. But when you're starting to see 
the end of the season or the end of the playoffs and you are carrying big liabilities, maybe not even from a stake point of view, but we said from a possible win point of view, it, it's, it doesn't hurt to just not back the Colts. Like if you're sitting on huge Colts futures tickets, like you or I, that that's, what's keeping me from taking a Colts number here. Like yeah, I like, lean Colts. I like Colts, but well, in, you know, why, why do I need to add more liability to like, I, I've I'm betting the Colts straight up at this point. I'm yes. on the Colts money line in a, in a roundabout way. So I wonder, you know, I did see a lot of sharp people grab Colts during the middle of the year or when they were just starting to get it turned around. Yeah. Or like so, when we did like a week 15 podcast with Spima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just it, it's just like I feel free to not bet on a team and add liability to it when you're already sitting on a big future ticket. So I think some of that plays into it. And then also just teams or people forget. I guess they, they forget themselves a little and they see this team that's I mean, what what's I wish I had this. What's the average points per game for the Chiefs this year? Like 30 it's, uh, it's points there. points scored per game or points conceded. Yeah. Point scored. Point scored. I think it's like yeah. one or thirty-two. Yeah, it's yeah. up there. It's above thirty, and so you're looking at some a team that's doing that, and they're laying a, sh- a short number at home. So you know, if people just this team is going to score, this team can score, and people who keep power rankings, they, I'm sure, your if your power rankings, you know, are anything like any of ours they're probably looks like suma said it's going to lean chiefs and some people that's just how they handicap and and it works for them i mean i see people that do that that uh they win over the long term it's like uh our friend alex his his number say chiefs he's betting the chiefs that's his process and he's a winning better he's he's in the black this year he was in the black last year i mean and that's and and also i don't i don't think he has like colt's exposure like we do so i mean that's that's how he has to go about it because that's the process he's put in place. And sometimes, sometimes that's just more important than anything. Cause it's like uh, a few weeks ago when we were talking to Barry horse, like he said, with his baseball model, it takes out the the second guessing and stuff. If you put a process in place and say, these are my, my checks, my fail safes, and this is how I do things. You just, you do have to stick to it. Otherwise you're going to, you're going to drive yourself nuts, not betting at the, the one time. And then it wins. Right. Like, sure. You, enough. you have to stick to yeah. your guns a little. Sure enough. So, Suma, uh, last question for you, and then let's move to the next game. Uh, you have a play on the Colts. Uh, we didn't get your take last week when Andy and I were talking about what to do with a Colts future. Are you doing anything uh, to hedge or to protect yourself from a ticket that was – I'm expecting you have a ticket that is worth a lot of money right now in your pocket. Yeah, um, Andy and I took uh, the Colts um, 101 a couple of weeks ago. Um I just don't know what I'm going to do this week with a ticket. Um, like I said, I can see a scenario in which the Colts pull out, pull off the upset at Arrowhead. Um, and he, I think this week they are um, a sexy dog. And next week, if they travel to New England or Chargers, they will still be a great underdog. So um, there are a lot of great hedging opportunities for for guys who have uh, Colts tickets, um, I think cash out options aren't that great right now. So oh, we um, found that out. <laughs> um, I'm I'm going to dig into it this week, um, but I haven't made a decision yet. Okay. Okay. I will. I do want to bring something up there. There are if, if you're sitting on multiple 
teams to win the conference at this point. Five Dimes has lines up for, a, let's say, exact. It's, it has exact options. Or these two teams win the conference. It's minus 200 for either the, it was Patriots or Chiefs win the AFC, minus 200-ish. Hmm. Which sounds yeah, right. juicy as shit, but if you had big numbers on the Colts and Colts and uh, Chargers, Colts you can Chargers, you can swing. You, you can you swing absolutely can, you can absolutely make that, that swing. You can swing. Or, or and the, there's yes. other ways too. You know, if you have Super Bowl ticket on one and a, a future for the conference on another, they have exact result in the AFC title and other title game to the NFC too. That you could bet uh, Patriots beat the Char- or Patriots beat the Chiefs. That exact result, they have lines for all that. So okay. definitely um, a good idea to sharpen your pencil. Take a look at other things like that, too. Okay, H- hang in there. Uh, I'm going to preview something that we'll bring back later because I'm assuming you have five dams open right now. Uh, they usually have um, look-ahead lines for AFC, NFC title games. Do you see those? Are they up yet? Oh, yeah. That's another Okay, okay. Let, let's play a little I, I don't think I haven't seen them yet. Let's guess me and, me and Suma give us an opportunity to, to see if we can beat each other on what those opening lines are after we get through all four previews. Does it sound good? Yes. Okay. Um, all right. I'll see if uh, Suma, don't cheat. Don't cheat between now and then. Let's talk about uh, Dallas Rams no. real quick. Andy's fourth power ranked uh, game of the weekend. I get why he's saying this. Uh, he's, it's, he's seven hours ahead of us. He could. He has seven hours to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand how time zones work. Um, okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's talk about how time zones work in this game because Dallas travels from uh, the central time zone to the West Coast. It will be, you know, body clock advantage LA. Um, it will be a little bit probably of a home feel in the Coliseum for Dallas. I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler. Uh, people in Los Angeles don't really give two flying Fs about the Rams or the Chargers uh, and the likelihood that the Coliseum is packed wall-to-wall with Rams fans on Saturday night in Los Angeles is pretty damn low. Uh, uh, to compound this problem, uh, Dallas does their, um, their what do you call it, uh, training camp in Oxnard, California, which is not far from L.A., every uh, summer. And they have kind of established a little bit of a cult uh, Cowboys fandom uh, in the region. So the likelihood that there's going to be at least a 50-50 split of Cowboys and Rams fans in this game seems pretty high to me. You might even see a, a slight That's advantage crazy. in terms of Dallas. It is. It is. It's nuts. Um, but it is what it is. Um, Chargers, I'm sorry, Rams uh, and and Jared Goff, largely forgotten team in the playoff picture. I haven't seen, heard a lot of people predicting them to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, most of that is, I think, we all kind of agree that even if they get this win against Dallas, if they have to go to New Orleans, uh, their chances are slim. Uh, they don't match up well with the Saints. And I think this is kind of one of those teams that, yeah, they peaked a little too early. Yeah, we saw a lot of their best stuff early in the season. Yep, they're a little bit top-heavy in terms of roster strength. They have too much money committed to some of their top-flight players, and because of that, little injuries here and there to the offensive line, the linebacking core, some of their thinner units where they've had to backfill replacement-level players has cost them, uh, particularly in some important games in the middle and down the stretch of the season. Um, maybe no game more you know, sticks out more in my mind than watching the, uh, the Eagles go into LA and just put an absolute thumping on the Rams, 
uh, the same week that they put Carson Wentz on the IR for the season. So it, it's it's a little kind of it's a little tough to get really excited about the Rams as a, as a major contender. Um, yet here we are uh, with them hosting a, a very 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 beatable opponent in the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott. Uh, and uh, Jason Garrett coming to town doesn't really strike fear into the hearts of many. Um, I'll go with uh, Andy. You can get your thoughts out of the way first here because I know you really don't have uh, much interest in this game. Um, you think uh, Rams get a comfortable win here? Yes, I do. I preface that earlier, and I will say they do have the they do have those lines up. They have all eight possible matchups for the title games up line both side and total as of now. So that'll oh, be wow. fun to dig in later. And yeah, um, it's crazy. And I do want to talk about that. Leave a little time for that because some of the numbers make me kind of wonder about some of the numbers this week now that I'm looking at it. So back to the yeah, back to the Cowboys. I. Like we talked about on Sunday and we talked about, I think, during the podcast or during one of the periscopes even, it just seemed like both coaching staffs tried to lose the game somehow and then just, uh, you know, the the Seahawks did a better job of that, of sabotaging their offense. So the Cowboys won by default. They had a nice season, but like we we were talking about, the – you know, just a bit ago, as far as how good that Rams offense can be when it's clicking, it's going to be a problem. I think the Rams score, you know, 28, 31, 35, something like that. And it'll be up to Dallas to try to keep up. Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. I, I just, uh, another, another coaching, a huge coaching mismatch. I think uh, McVay will be ready with two weeks and it's just going to be, if I had a lean, it'd be Rams, Rams mm-hmm. in the points. Okay. Rams uh, in the points. Suma, Mick, uh, McVeigh, and uh, and Goff. I do like first... your over. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, that's probably I, my favorite I, play. That's my favorite play of the week. Yeah, you, you've made great um, points. I've, I've almost laid yeah. money on that already. <laughs> okay, uh, Suma, uh, McVeigh, and Goff picked up their first ever uh, playoff win on Saturday. Yeah, I think so. Um, absolutely, I think they are the better team. They are at home. Um, Goff is playing much better at home. Um, just. Just some some quick numbers here at home. Goff completes eight percent more of his passes. Wow! Has a touchdown to interception ratio of twenty two to three, and what? ten to nine on the road. Yeah. Oh my goodness! It's crazy. That it's is just a, crazy. That is a really serious split. Yeah, it's really serious split. Um, and yeah, we saw it last week, and we saw it. Um, I think the last couple of weeks, the Dallas defense they are great against the run, but uh, they are very beatable. Um, on their back end, they are bad against the pass. Um, the Rams have been outscoring opponents by 34.7 to 24.9 points at home. And that excludes um, the Chiefs game. Um, I think they stayed below 29 points at home in one single game. Um, but on the other side, the Cowboys, I wouldn't sleep on the Cowboys, on the Cowboys offense to put up some points. Um, they are... I think um, a worse version of the Seahawks in terms of their <laughs> one first. I think you said it this this week. Uh, one first team. I think they will run pretty well on the Rams. That's what they want to do. Um, and if they use uh, Prescott's legs and they get into um, let's say short to medium third down situations, um, I can also see the the Cowboys putting up points in this one. Let's just remember the Seahawks-Rams games. I think they landed on 67 and 64. 
Um, so my lean in this game would be the over. I think this total is a, a little bit too short. I expected it into the low 50s. Um, and I want to make a little case for, for the divisional round. Um, last round, we saw four unders, right? Yes. I think every well, game went under. I, I think uh, Seattle-Dallas went over, but it was garbage points. Ah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So I think this week we are going to see more points. Um, four of the top five passing offenses in DVOA had a bye week last week. So they are getting on the field this week. Um, I think we're going to see more points. And I also think this game will go over the total. Um, I'm kind of leading between the Rams team total, like Andy said, and uh, the total game over. I think the team total, the implied team total should be 28 or something like this. Oh, babe. And I think Rams should score 30 plus. Yeah. Was there a late score in the Dallas game? What do you mean garbage points? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. You're going to give people PTSD with that shit. Oh my god, dude, that was wild. No, no, not, not. I didn't really get my my. I didn't really get a satisfying feel of gambling coverage on that. That was like one of the most consequential flipping uh, drives of side and total that we had all season. Uh, I guess everyone just happened to be on the right side, so there wasn't a lot of bad beat crying about it. But I didn't really get very much. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a satisfying uh, feeling of people uh, moaning about that one. Anyway. Um, Rams. One more point. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Just real quick. Um, since 2001, here are the results of all divisional playoff games. And um, the total total scoring, average total scoring has been 47.8 points with the home team scoring 26.8 per average. So they tend to be more high scoring than uh, the average NFL game. Hmm. I love that. That is good to know. Um, so. When we did our podcast on Sunday, Andy, I was kind of, at the time, I was like, ah, Dallas uh, might be a live dog. And most of my thinking wasn't really related to the matchup. It wasn't really related to the health of the teams. It was kind of, I didn't really give the Rams a very fair shake as a contender. And, uh, I, you know, in the back of my head, I'm remembering supporting the Rams last year in the home playoff game they had against the Falcons. Uh, where they effectively Ugh. gave themselves they gave themselves a bye week 17 by sitting everyone against the Niners and they came out looking flat uh, against that Falcons team and it was probably the Falcons best game of the whole freaking year last year um, you know I who don't... probably remembers that too I, I bet McVeigh has been talking about that oh boy ad okay. nauseum yeah you stole I'm, my I'm, point I think yeah. you did your point that, there yeah. yeah well no I mean oh, I, I, I love, love that I hadn't point, thought of that until you brought it up though but I yeah no, that, that that's game. a great that's a great point. Yeah, and I guess what I would like your thoughts on the Rams overall uh, is: is it, are you seeing anything about McVeigh that tells you that he is growing, adapting, changing, as opposed to he just came in, no one was ready for it, and uh, and he just happened to capture a whole ton of success his first year and a half that is now spilled over into a home playoff game, and that the Rams might actually be frauds. Their defense. I mean, how much did we talk about the defense in the offseason? Yeah, a lot. Their defense really given us any satisfaction None. compared to the oh my god, they just added like that's that's the NFC defensive Pro Bowl roster right there. Like the 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 superlatives that were getting tossed out with all the names they added to an already good defense. Their defense got worse. 
Yeah, like with, Marcus, without Marcus stats, Peters. Just, Marcus just, Peters has oh, been Marcus underperforming Peters, for an entire season. He's like a piece of toll. Yeah, a has underimpressed, although he's been hurt for a lot of the year. Uh, and Dominican Sue has been a ghost, which is hard because he shares an interior line with the player of the universe and Aaron Donald. Uh, and I, you know, it, 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 it's kind of a one trick pony. If Aaron Donald gets pressure, uh, then their defense forces you to punt. If he does not, then they concede a touchdown. Like it's, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a boomer bust defense, which is, yeah, it's a boomer bust defense, which is weird to say, cause it's so rare. Uh, but it all hinges on Donald. Donald's rested. He's been a little quiet lately. I think he's been kind of keeping it, keeping it uh, on, you know, keeping it tight, trying to get ready for this playoff game. I think he's hungry for a playoff win. Um, and he's got a very tough matchup. Zach Martin going to be head to head on him. You think Suma? Um, I, I think Wayne Phillips will rotate them around. Um, I think that's actually a pretty good matchup for the Rams. I think Keegan Abdu tweeted it today, the Rams are first in interior pressure rate and first in interior sack rate, and the boys' offensive line ranks uh, 23rd and 29th, respectively. So I think if the Rams are going to get pressure on Prescott, it will be through their interior, um, and maybe these are the kind of situations, late game, fourth quarter, Dak Prescott needs to... Um, um, keep keep the score alive, and um, Aaron Donald is just going to crush him. I think this might be a, a realistic scenario. Okay, so is this then the decision point between betting the Rams team total over as a larger play versus the full game over? Yeah, is that, yeah, is, yeah. this is the decision point then, because I, honestly, yeah. like to get the full game over, and I think it's there. I think I don't have a ton of respect for the Rams defense. That, that point you make is great, uh, and it's actually making me kind of start to, to quiver, you know, to start to uh, waver on this a little bit. Uh, but um, I, yeah, and uh, it's it's too low of a total for a Rams game. Uh, the matchup of the of the Cowboys and the Rams, exactly like you said, feels like a carbon copy of Seahawks Rams. Uh, and the, those those were even those getting to the total that they got, it, it would be lied how easy those overs were. Like those were yeah. no doubt from the whistle over over spots, but it all depended on the Seahawks were live in those games. They were competing. They were able to move the ball when when the going got tough. They you know they fought back and got inside the number in that later game, which was damn impressive. They shoulda, coulda, woulda won the first game against the Rams if they if the Rams don't go for it on fourth down and not give the ball back to Russell Wilson. Um, but you know, but, but I feel like the, the Cowboys should be able to score some points here. They should be able to move the ball, uh, if they can, you know, on any down where Aaron Donald is not, you know, utterly disrupting the the pocket, they should be able to hit, you know, hit their targets down the field. I like the chemistry that Prescott has developed, uh, with Amari Cooper. Uh, he's getting there with this tight end. Uh, he does not still does not have it whatsoever with Gallup. I don't know why Dak Prescott to Gallup is such a, difficult uh, connection to make. Um, but he gets open, he gets open and Dak Prescott just airmails him every freaking time. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of this is because Prescott is a risk averse. Uh, and I think the Cowboys would like, I think the Cowboys to be competitive in this one would like to see the game stay under on a lower, lower score. Uh, I think they would rather play keep away from the Rams. I think they would rather have this be decided by a field goal. Uh, but I don't think that's really up to them. I think the Rams score comfortably in this one. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys defense is going to look particularly good in this game. Uh, and uh, the fact that you get Jared Goff at home, uh, assuming that the nerves have 
cooled off for him a little bit, which I think, you know, we, we saw in some big games at home this week. I'm sorry, at home this year, uh, most notably the Vikings game. Boy, was he cool. He was as crisp and cool as can be yeah, in that spot. Uh, the Chiefs game, another great example. That was the Jared Goff show. Um, you know, he has had some stinkers, sure. The Eagles game, most notably. The Bears game, notably. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't think uh, that you can really hold the Cowboys in this matchup up against those teams. And I think uh, the Rams get well over 28 here. Love the full game over. Love this. You know, I love this as kind of a, a, a replay of some of the Seahawks Rams games we've seen this year that were so entertaining. Um, and uh, yeah, I think the Rams move on. They probably cover. Uh, they probably put together the drive that they need to get a two score lead in the third or fourth quarter here and then kind of smother the Cowboys. I'm hopeful that uh, that the first half over lands because I could see a scenario where you know, as the Cowboys have to press to make a comeback, Prescott makes some mistakes. Uh, and, you know, a mistake with Prescott is different than a mistake with other quarterbacks. He doesn't, <clears throat> he's, he generally is throwing uh, incompletions, bad incompletions, uh, installing drives as opposed to turning the ball over. Uh, and that doesn't help an over. So it's, it's a, it's, it, it's a, it's a tricky uh, toss up here between what my favorite look is between the Rams team total over and the full game over. I'm probably going to play both, but, but, um, but that's uh that should be a fun. Uh, I kind of like the team Saturday total night. over more than the side. No. Interesting. You think, uh, um, you think the, uh, more than the side you were leaning the side before? I was kind of leaning just, yeah, taking the points with the Rams if I had to bet it, but that team total just seems seems easy now that we talk about it. Yeah, like I don't know a lot of how this game actually plays out in terms of final score, but I know the Rams get 30 points. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, anytime they get it in the red zone, they're going to score a touchdown. Uh, I don't see the Cowboys defense being able to limit both what they want to do in the passing attack and Todd Gurley. Uh, Rams can also hit the home run with uh, Cooks. They can hit the home run with Woods. Um, they have a nice. Uh, they have a nice matchup in this one. They really do. Um, I'll call a Rams final score thirty-one twenty. How about that? No, more than that. Thirty-one twenty-three. That's what. That's how it goes down. I think yeah. this lands. This lands in the fifty-four range, uh, and uh, we all go home happy with forty-nine point uh, over forty-nine as a winner. Um, you guys ready to move to Sunday? Yes. Oh yeah. Patriots dynasty over, Andy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was over before the yeah. season started. It does, I mean, Replace I want – I, I hate to bounce it right back to you, but doesn't it feel different? Doesn't this yeah. team just feel – it doesn't feel like the same, oh, they'll be fine in January. They'll, no, no. they'll figure it out. Like, no. Kronk, Kronk looks 50 years old. Just yeah. nothing is quite clicking the same way. Their defense didn't figure it out like it does every year. It, it isn't – and and the line reflects that it's a, they're the shortest favorite in the playoffs. So yeah, this is I not your grand, Yeah, this is not your grandpappy's Patriots off a of bye team. No, this is not them. I interrupt. Yeah, I mean, just <laughs> no. Go ahead. Just uh, the the Chargers. You know, the Chargers' offense is look good. The defense is coming around like this. It feels like an evenly matched. These two teams are very evenly matched as far as, and, and maybe not, 
maybe I'd give the slight edge just on a neutral. I think I'd give the slight edge to the Chargers. So I think I think the line is off. I think you have to take the points if you're betting this one. I would but again, go a again, step, I would go a step farther than that and say on a on a yeah. no on a neutral. I don't think it's a, they're a, a hair better. I think they're they are better. The the, 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 the thing that the coaching is where there is a clear difference. Yeah. Okay. So Suma, how much is coaching and the fact that the Chargers are making their second trip across the country? How much does that factor into the spread? And are there still uh, value in grabbing the points in this situation? Um, I thought about this and um, I didn't really like that they were traveling back. Um, but I also think that um, this isn't a young team. Um, overall, they, they got a veteran, a, a veteran quarterback with tons of experience. Um, they are 8 and 0 on the road if you exclude the LA Rams game, which was in the same city. Um, and they had some really different travel spots this year. And uh, for example, I think it was at, at Pittsburgh, it was at Cleveland in an early East Coast game before traveling to London. Um, and they, they simply crushed all those spots. Um, so I don't have many concerns regarding this travel spot. Um, and I think Philip Rivers, he has some work to do. He has some, he has a Super Bowl to win. I think they will come out extremely focused and I wouldn't put, put, put too much stock into the traveling aspect here. Okay. So Andy, uh, you brought up the coaching mismatch. I agree. I think Bill Belichick is a better coach than, uh, Anthony Lynn. I'll say, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll be the one to say it. Didn't know, um, I, didn't know, I didn't know we were doing hot takes. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, but how does this, how does that manifest? How does it manifest? Uh, the Chargers have a lead and they don't put it away late and they let the Patriots come in the, come in and, uh, and, and steal a win. Like, like, how, how, like how does this, how does the coaching mismatch uh, manifest in this game? That's and that's where I'm terrified of that money line, and I'd want those four points because I feel like <laughs> yeah. there can be some charging if they, there's a little charging. Yeah. If, if I have if I'm if I'm on the Chargers and they're up by like, well, let's just say a, a touchdown wouldn't wouldn't ruin your spread bet. You know, they're up by three to, or no, it would it would ruin your money line, but not your spread. So they're up by three to six points. I'm terrified late. You yeah. know they have the ball. They're going three and out. Like you, just in your head, your gambling head. You know they're going three yeah. and out, and they're giving Brady the ball with the chance to win it. And you feel awful. You feel awful. maybe split it. Maybe split the bet half and half. Okay, and so celebrate so, if you're super. If you're okay, so and I just, say, yeah, it's like you yeah, like you said, they won't they won't be able to salt the game away like a good team. So let's say. So let me ask you this. So let's say that you have a Chargers plus four ticket. Okay, pregame. Let's say that you have a Chargers 25 yep. to one to win the Super Bowl ticket uh, from like September, we'll yep. say. It's just pure speculation. Um, and then let's say the Chargers are up by three with the ball with four minutes left. And the Patriots on the money line live are like, we'll say plus 180, right? Are you covering yep. all of that with the Patriots money line live play? Chargers got the ball, four minutes left, up three. Probably, like if you give me that number, I probably would. It depends. It depends on the game. It's hard to say in, in pure hypotheticals without watching the game. But like nine times out of ten, I'm definitely thinking very hard about it because, I mean, like you said, coaching mismatch. The Chargers have a. Ten, I mean, the Chargers, 
the Chargers game should have ended up like the Colts game, where it was boring, it was slow, but you never really thought Houston was getting back into it. Like last week, even it was just like, holy shit, they're going to give them the ball back with a chance to win this. Yeah, you know, thanks God the defense and Lamar's fumbling helped him up. But like that, that's if you do that sort of stuff against a great so, coach and a and a good quarterback, you, that's you might not have you might not be as lucky next time. Okay, so what kind of fourth quarter lead do you need with the Chargers not to play Patriots money line to cover all your assets? Starting the fourth quarter, no, fourth you know, fourth, you know, in, you know middle of fourth quarter, you need to be up by seventeen before you're really like realistically considering I, Patriots money line. I need to be up by nine. Nine. Okay. Just two scores. Two Give scores. Two scores, and I'm feeling quite a bit better. Yeah. Okay. All Maybe right. Suma. Suma, I have a specific question for you about the Chargers defense. You brought them up in the intro. They were the most impressive unit to me of Wild Card Weekend, in, and impressive in terms of outperformed my expectation of them significantly. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That defense shows up in New England and holds the Patriots to how many points? Oh, now you're asking for an exact score. Um, eh, whatever, you know, like, are they going to keep Tom Brady and company under 20? I would have said 20. So I, I'm looking for the Pats to to somehow finish around 20 points. I think that that's a good, that's a good point. I think I... I'm already on the Chargers plus four and a half, but um, I think the Chargers defense is just good and they match up very well with with the Patriots. So um, at home, uh, Josh McDaniels and Brady will always find ways to score. But I think if you ask me, 20 is a good number. What kind of offensive approach are you expecting from the Patriots? Because they've kind of gone chameleon on us a little bit this year and shown us different looks. Uh you know, they've kind of the DNA of the team is sort of transitioning from being uh pass first attack to relying more on the power in the running game. Uh, what, you know, are you expecting the Patriots to kind of surprise us and go back to what has worked for them through the years? Or do you think they stick with their 2018 identity? It's, it's really tough to say. Um, I think, if I'm the Patriots and I'm looking at the Ravens game, I would try to, um, first of all, to maybe, yeah, let's say control the line of scrimmage, um, maybe start with a couple of runs, um, try to, um, try to get my O line into space and beat those those strong safeties, and um, then maybe try to play uh, to run play action off of that. I know that's that's how coaches think, but it's not always how it needs to work. But um, I would just try to to fool these uh, young guys like Dervin James and and um, try to run play action and screen passes to to get uh, Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa out of the game because um, I think that Charles even has so many weapons um, they can they connect they can attack Tom Brady in so many different ways in my opinion. So um, the best way is just to to start um, maybe a little bit conservative, try with um, screen passes and just try to fool them and get them off balance. Okay. All right. Well, I'm with you guys in terms of the Chargers support here. Uh, and this is coming from someone who's watched a lot of Patriots games and been, 
you know, Patriots backer. My my biggest wins in life, uh, sports betting, have been Patriots futures. So I have specific uh, fondness for this team that goes beyond just regional affiliation. Um, and I'm going to put my Patriots fan hat on right now and try to make the case for what why the Patriots are not getting the respect they deserve in this game. And you tell me if this holds any water, Andy. Um, I, mean, I can tell you already. Uh, Tom Brady, undefeated against Phil Rivers. Uh, specifically, the Patriots find ways to win these games in the playoffs this round off a of bye at home. Uh, the handful of losses that they've had in these spots have come against specific type of teams, specific teams that knew them especially well, like the Ravens and the Jets. Um, and, you know, it, it, and this Patriots team is not great uh, for Patriots team standards, uh, but they still have Tom Brady. And Tom Brady has a playoff mode uh, that he just finds ways to win games. It's, there's, it's, it's, a, it's Nick Foles-esque, we'll say. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at Bill Belichick here, matched up against Anthony Milan, and I think the coaching mismatch uh, manifests itself in terms of game plan and preparation. And I would expect the Patriots to come out and play a uh, surprise up-tempo, uh, you know, rhythm passing uh, offense that uh, neutralizes the pass rush. And, um, and when the Patriots have been vulnerable in the past in regular season games and playoff games, it's been teams that have been able to consistently put pressure on Brady up the middle. I don't see the Chargers being able to do that, especially with this offensive line in New England that is legit. This offensive line is, is without a doubt, one of the better units in the league. People don't give them a lot of respect. People don't give Dante Skarnicki the respect he deserves. Uh, and uh, especially playing with the home crowd behind them, uh, I don't expect the Chargers pass rush to be spe- effect, uh, specifically effective in, in controlling the way that this game plays out, um, which all leads to can the receivers get open? Can Brady hit these guys? Can they have, you know, show some timing and some uh, some rhythm? Uh, to the tune of matriculating the ball down the field and scoring touchdowns instead of field goals, which is probably going to be the difference in this game. Um, and uh, on the flip side, Patriots defense does not get a ton of respect. Uh, they can't stop the rush. Sure. Uh, but they have an outstanding um, defensive unit in the secondary. Um, they are going to have nice matchups per player on player with all of the diverse array of weapons that Philip Rivers likes to throw to. Uh, I think that it's going to be much tougher for the, uh, for the chargers to put up air yards and points through the air in this game than the, you know, than the expectation of the market. Uh, and I would not at all be surprised, uh, if this game comes in, uh, you know, under, you know, well under the total, uh, with both teams looking a little, you know, a little lost at times on offense. Um, and lastly, I will say that the Patriots always, you know, they, they play a long game over the course of the season. They don't prepare themselves to be the best team in October. They don't prepare themselves to be the best team in November. They prepare to be the best in January. And we have not seen whatever wrinkles they have to show us that, could be the differentiating factors in this game uh, that will put them over the top of a Chargers team that is on their third straight roadie, second trip from west to east, uh, and overall, and and overall, maybe a better team on a neutral field. But on this day in this playoff atmosphere, uh, aren't going to match up well against the Chargers. 
I needed that hold water. Yeah, I mean that's the narrative, and <laughs> and I hate to, I, I, you know the negative connotation that I put on that was just to be a dick, but it's it's I mean it's a narrative with backing, like it, it, it's it's a narrative that holds true and holds water probably until it doesn't, you know, until somebody actually comes through and 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 beats them and just blows them out at home in the divisional round and. It, you know, and it shows like, well, not this time. It's done. That's that was in the past. But I mean, for now, yeah, that's. I mean, that's kind of it. Okay, so Suma, I got one final question for you, and then let's wrap this uh, thoughts on this. Um, I'm kind of looking at an under here, and one of the reasons I'm looking at an under here in Chargers Pats is because I feel like uh, Melvin Gordon uh, is going to have to be the difference in this game for the Chargers. Um, because I do like the matchup with the Patriots secondary against the Chargers passing attack, um, which means there will be space for Gordon to run, uh, but he looks banged up. He clearly had an MCL sprain uh, in the Ravens game. I would not expect that to feel especially good in below freezing temperatures on that uh, on that field in Foxborough. Um, and uh, I got a funny feeling that your Chargers might not look like a two-dimensional team here if Melvin Gordon is not. Uh, up to snuff. Um, how do you expect him to perform in this game? Um, yeah, if he is really, really cre- clearly banked up, and they they're gonna put him on a snap count, that that wouldn't be the best scenario for the for the Chargers, obviously. Um, but I think um, the Patriots' biggest weakness is their linebacking corp, and um, if you can get, um, let's say, eighty uh, percent out of Melvin Gordon, and you can get um, Austin Eckler in space. I think you can be very successful against the linebacking corp. Um, so, um, yeah, missing... Uh, if Gordon would miss out, it, would be, it wouldn't be good for the Chargers. But I think um, with Austin Eckler against, against the Patriots linebackers, I think they still have a very good matchup. Good stuff, man. Okay. Well, I think this is... Uh, I think this is a bad spot for the Pats. Um, and I wouldn't at all be surprised if we see I, what's what's they, they have. They only really have one kind of notable loss right in the divisional round. And that was against who the, the jets. Maybe you remember that game. Suma? Uh, the Patriots jets game in 2010. Yeah. You remember, you, you, you remember that one finally? Yeah. 28, 40 and 28, 21 or something. Yeah, and even that didn't really that even that betrayed what an ass kicking that was on the out the hands of the, the Jets kicking the Patriots' ass on the road, um, and you know this Patriots team is flawed. Um, they have holes. Uh, we are not seeing particularly strong connection between Brady and his receiving targets. That's a huge red flag. Um, they're going to have to rely on their ground game. Leaning under on this one. Uh, leaning charges on this one, but don't know if I'm going to really get involved playing in either one here because these look like pretty tight lines. Uh, you gonna move? Are you guys ready to move down to the uh, the grand finale? Yeah, the grand finale. Um, Mick Foles. Uh, my first question, Suma, is for you. Uh, what the fuck is going on with Nick Foles? I don't know what big dick Nick is going. What's going on with him? Um, it just seems that every time you look at this offense and you see Nick Foles, um, a backup quarterback, and the Eagles struggling overall, 
And every time you you just put on the an Eagles game on your TV, he just just flashes you away. Um, <laughs> so I would just describe it as magic. Yeah, all of it comes regressing regressing back to the mean this week against the uh, Saints def- the Saints team overall, who is like out of this world dangerous in the Superdome. Um, yeah, on paper, of course, but um, when I look at the spread, I, I think I made it uh, Saints minus eight, and the spread is currently ah, it's, okay, it's it's exactly minus eight, so not a real edge there on the line, in my opinion. Um, I think we shouldn't really think much about the first game, Eagles against um, Saints, because Carson Wentz he played horrible, um, they lost Jason Kelsey, their center, and the the first quarter, I guess, um, that Eagles secondary was um, was fresh up with those injuries and those young guys had to step up. Um, and now a couple of weeks later, the defense is has been playing very well over the last few weeks. I think they are in the negative section of DVOA once again. Um, and yeah, Nick Foles is a much better deep passer than Carson Benz. And that's really showing Doug Peterson and Nick Foles have a great connection, it seems. Um, Peterson is... Um, I'm scripting together all of uh, Fowles' favorite plays. Um, and last week against the Bears, against the best defense in the league on the road, I, th- I think um, it was the best defense since the 2013 Seahawks. They just went on the road. Um, they didn't score a lot of points, but they made all the big plays. They tried to post up Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz with the backs to, to Kyle Fuller and those linebackers. And, and you just see the experience. And at minus eight, I'm not willing to fade Doug Peterson and Nick Foles here, even though um, Drew Brees in the dome is seems to be almighty. And um, yeah, that, that Eagles defensive line is playing well. Secondary has been playing better, but I can still see the Saints put up some points. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see some points from the Eagles as well. Mm. So um, I don't really have a lean on that game right now. Okay. Uh, Andy, I'm leaning Saints. Andy, I'm, I'm, I, it's the stronger than only. I, I like the Saints here. Uh, I played them at seven and a half. I'm looking to play more at eight even. Uh, and uh, I like the under in this game. I think, uh, I do think everything comes to a crashing halt here for the Philadelphia offense. Um, I, you know, I think that the Saints defense has been getting less credit than they deserve for some of the strides they've made down the stretch. Um, so give me Saints, give me, under give me Philly team total under um, is, is this a continuation of my uh, entirety of betting on Nick Foles games where it effectively is just worried about betting on the saints now because <clears throat> you're the, you're the ultimate Foles bosh. I know it's like, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever like you the, do, it's wrong. Right. The entirety of me betting on Nick Foles games is, is the, is the guys shoveling money into the fire gift. Like that's yep. that's that's a recap of how every Nick Foles game that I've been on has gone. Yeah, that's uh, that kind of I I don't believe in I don't believe in mushes I don't believe in jinxes I don't believe in gooches so I I still <laughs> I'm heavily I'm heavily leaning uh, New Orleans just because I think Breeze and the just oh, I mean Thomas and then the rest of the no name weapons plus I mean just Kamara and Ingram the. And honestly, any running back they throw in there, they just have really good scheming for uh, getting the running back to ball out in space. They're going to score points. I'm not worried about them getting points. It's a bigger number. I'm seeing Pinnacle move the Rams game to seven and a half with some plus money. 
which, and the reason I'm bringing that up is because if the Rams game gets moved to seven and a half across the board, I'm going to have all the monies on a New Orleans LA teaser. Super teaser. Almost too good to be true teaser. Home teams off a bye in the teaser zone against, you know, against opponents. Well, obviously they're in the teaser zone, so they're going to be a touchdown or better favorite. And I just, I like them both to get it done against the spread. I don't see how a teaser goes wrong. So here's hoping, otherwise I'm, I might just look for an angle to back New Orleans. Hmm. No, yeah, okay. I can't disagree with any. I think, I, think this is, well. come, I don't think anything Nick Foles is going to do is going to be why they lose. It's going to be just that defense isn't going to stop breeze. That's yeah. that's going to be that's going to be an issue. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to talk real quick about the offensive defensive line matchup here, Suma. Um, the New Orleans offensive line has been great this year. The entire kind of late career resurgence of Drew Brees has kind of been secretly fueled by really, really strong pass blocking performance of that unit. They're going up against a pretty tough matchup and a defensive line for uh, Philadelphia Eagles that is about their only strength on defense. Um, does that match up to you? The fact that some of those players on the Saints are a little banged up, does that present any type of worry for you? Or do you think Brees gets the ball out fast enough and their offensive line does their job and they just pick apart the secondary? Um, I I don't think the Saints are interested in um, in slow developing plays. Um, I think they will just start right, as you said, with with quick passes, screen passes, um, get Camara into space underneath, um, run some short uh, short runs with um, uh, Taysom Hill, um, and yeah, I th- I think um, the Eagles are one of the worst defenses against running back passes. And I think that's the way to go for the Saints. They will just try to to get out the ball quick, get Camara in space, and do some trick stuff with Jason Hill. And and yeah, I think um, the Eagles would be a good matchup against any offensive line if they have time. But um, Breeze will get out, will get out the ball as quickly as possible. Yes, ah, I love it. Um... Out of off the top of your head, Saints over under thirty one points. Oh, that's tough. Um, that's a push. It's a push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over under gun, for, uh, gun to my head. Over. Uh, Eagles over under seventeen points. Over. Wow. How about you, Andy? You think the Eagles got seventeen points in them? I mean, if they do, I think maybe late. It's tough. Team totals. Team totals. If you're doing a team total under on an underdog in the playoffs, they can get real tricky. If the game gets out of hand, you're you could be a hundred percent backing the right side and then get just garbage yarded, garbage that's, touchdown. That is, that is great advice. That's what, that is that's great what advice. What I hate about I hate about those bets in this in this situation. Right, you, you know, what? a team yeah. a team won't lay down and die. You don't you don't put the backup quarterback in. But we just said that you know last week. You don't you don't put the backup in to. To, to mop up a, a playoff game. You have to you have to keep your foot on the gas pedal, try to get it done, it's no true. matter how bad it gets. It's true. Okay. Um, two quick notes for you since you brought up teasers. Um, would it surprise you to know that in games in the playoffs where the road team is on their third straight roadie, that the 
home team tees teaser leg hits at an eighty percent clip, regardless of spread. That's, Would it also surprise you to Jesus. know that the under teaser leg hits at an eighty percent clip, regardless of total? Oh, that uh, I think doesn't yeah, surprise, surprise me a lot more than the the home team teaser. <laughs> So we got six of those in play this week. It would be KC, New England, and New Orleans uh, sides. And it would be unders in those three games as well. Uh, if it hits at an 80% clip, which of those six is the is the stinker this week? To crush the, the under on the teaser, you mean? Uh, just to crush the one of those six teaser legs does not come through. Which one is it? Hmm. Chiefs Colts under, please. That's <laughs> we get 60, I, 65 Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, it, it's probably that's that's the one where you end up yeah. in a, a 38 34 game or something. I'm yeah, looking yeah, for yeah, 34 yeah. 31 in that one. Okay. All right, yeah. well, let's wrap this up. Uh final predictions for me this week. I'm capping uh Chiefs uh Colts at 34 31. Team with the ball last wins. Um not taking a side in that one. Uh I'm looking for what did I say? Uh, 30 to 23 in the uh, Cowboys Rams game. Rams uh, right on pretty close to the number. Maybe they covered by a half point. So it's a stay away from me other than a teaser, like potentially. And I like the over in that one. Uh, LA, New England. Oof, this one's tough. Um, if I have to project a final score, I'm looking for 23 20 pats. Uh, and then finally in the uh, New Orleans Philly game, give me 31 17 Saints. Andy, you got your five down line? Did you want to did you want to take a swing at you? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say you want to take a swing at this? Maybe I'll do and I'll just do trivia because it's boring because a lot of them are similar. But okay. wait, what and this could be of the out of the eight outcomes that we could have next weekend, and we will get two of them guaranteed because you will have championship games, which which uh, matchup would give us the highest total out of any of them? Oh boy, um, I'm gonna guess this will be Saints Rams. What do you think, Suma? Yeah, Saints Rams followed by Chiefs Chargers. Oh, you guys are well, you, Rams Saints was 61, Oof. and they gave both <laughs> both the charge, and it doesn't matter who goes to Kansas City. They're setting that one at 61 and a half Pats chiefs oh, or chargers wow. chiefs. Wow. So they have, we have three, three look aheads in the sixties. Wow. So, and, and, and one of those, I mean, and both of them are the most likely scenarios just based on the favorites. So if all the favorites just win outright, you're going to have 121 points of total next week. God, it's going to be sick. Kind of wild. That's, that's sick. crazy. God, I hope uh, which, that which 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 uh, which one gives you the lowest total? Which uh, outcome? Uh, Philly Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That was kind of an easy one. Yeah, that's set at forty-one. Uh, Ooh, it's not okay. even close. Everything's like a touchdown over that, and then. Uh, okay. Okay. What, what was uh, your prediction for the? What was your prediction for the AFC? So you were saying okay, Colts so Chargers. I'm, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm looking. Well, I I didn't take a side on uh, on Chiefs. Colts, but I, my official predictions were uh, you know, on on my on my whale bracket was KC. So uh, give me KC. I'm gonna I'm gonna say KC is six point favorites on the open against the Pats. 
They lined it at three. Oh, that's laughable. That yeah, is laughable. Yeah, I agree. That'll that get smoked. People should be that betting that now. Smoked. Should we be betting that I mean, now? If, yeah, I mean, it'll be a, it's a refund if it doesn't happen. Dude, if the Pats don't lose this week, they are going to get beaten like a drum in the in the title game. If it's Colts in Foxborough, Colts are going to win that game. If it's in Arrowhead, oh, God, that is going to be a bloodbath. I make Chiefs bad. minus they line, six. Yeah, the Colts the pass, pass. They line. What do they have? Colts yeah, pass. I, Colts, say, yeah, I was going to say it'll get, it'll get better. Colts yeah. pass. Colts minus two and a half. Minus two and a half. Yeah, that's minus Colts two or Pats minus two. Pats minus two and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, it's at home. That's, that's fair. Yeah, I mean you're betting you're betting Colts that's money line at that point. I'm putting. Yeah, I mean I have. Yeah, that that's interesting. Fascinating. 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 What about Chargers Chiefs? What's that line? Minus four. Chiefs that is four. also minus three. Almost any almost any outcome in the AFC is going to be minus two and a half, three, apparently. The Patriots would be minus two and a half against the Colts? That's what they're lining it. Pretty okay. incredible. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Which I guess it's fair if the if the Pats if the Pats and Chiefs you, you know, you get a if they both play the Colts, there's a five. Five and a half point, or the Chargers and Pats play the Chiefs. The Chargers or Pats play the Colts. There's a five and a half point difference there. Yeah. Okay. Or no, I'm um, looking at that all wrong. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't I know what I'm saying there, but that's yeah. interesting. Uh, so, and then the uh, worst, Saints, yeah, the worst it? possible game would be Rams Eagles. God, Rams Eagles. Oh goodness gracious! I would hate that. Uh, that would be Rams by minus, Rams minus one. Rams by how much? By eight? No, seven? Eight? They said one. Rams one. over Rams minus one over the Eagles. But, yeah, unless I looked at that line wrong. That that is a that is a gruesomely bad line. Like yeah, that makes no like, sense. Bru- like brutally bad. Like there's missing. They're missing. Yeah, zero. It's a, it it is. Yeah, it's, it's Rams minus one fifty five and a half. If Versus it's in Eagles? and that's in L A. So they're saying the Eagles are better than the Rams. Would th- that's odd. That's a very that's, odd line. That's a terrible line. Yeah. If you, um, might just bet that maybe they don't care because it won't happen. That happens. Well, I mean, what if? I mean, shit, man. Nick Big, Big Dick Nick Foles. I guess they, they they're expecting if Big Dick Nick Foles makes the AFC title game, NFC title game again. If he pulls off the miracle, then at that point, everybody and their mothers can be betting Eagles to go back to the Super Bowl, huh? Um, oh, yeah. interesting. Interesting. I'm no, sure it's, it's a terrible. It's a it's a terrible line. If that actually happens, they're gonna open it much closer to a touchdown in favor of the Saint, of the Rams. So there's no way. Uh, Saints. Yeah. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let's talk about the NFC. The actual likely NFC mm-hmm. title game. Saints are going to be uh, four point favorites over the Rams. I make it minus five. I would guess. <laughs> Uh, they're they wanted at five dimes. Look ahead only happens if it actually happens. Three and a half. Oh, this is terrible lines. We should probably think about taking advantage of these. They, they're going really vanilla on this. We might have to discuss this a little. And maybe maybe put some the stuff are. up. Of the limits might be low. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. All right. Interesting. I bet they're. Lo- I bet they're. They're not going to let you slam these. No, there's no way. There's no way. They're they're under props. So. Okay. What's Indy? Oh, what's oh yeah. What's uh what's Indy going to L.A. playing in the soccer stadium? No home. Two and a half or three rather. Chargers minus three. Oh, that's a bad line too. (laughs) Should be closer to a pick'em. Okay. Fun. Fun stuff, man. Uh, good. Good shit. 
good good podcast great great work guys appreciate all of your contributions to the deep dive suma our i'm most, glad we could do it a little dive, earlier most, didn't yeah, you know, right, we didn't our, keep suma up until the middle of the night today <laughs> i know yeah it was perfect time today right best of luck divisional weekend uh this is a ton of fun we do it every year for divisional weekend having our uh our little three-way conference call here and put it up up, up for everyone to listen to uh, i think we did well and uh best of luck